What a pleasure it was for me to meet with Amber and Justin and have an Orange Socks interview. I was so looking forward to speaking with them because I had met them previously and knew a little of their heartwarming story about their son Phineas. They found out that Phineas had Down syndrome in utero and were encouraged to abort him. I had the pleasure of meeting Phineas at the interview. What a cute little guy. I can tell he is so loved by Amber and Justin. Tell me how you found out that Phineas had Down syndrome. We got our first inkling at 14 weeks. I had gone in for an ultrasound for something else, thinking that I had cysts that were bursting or something because I was in pain. And they noticed that my sacs weren't growing together, and that indicates a chromosomal abnormality. So at that point, they had told us that it was likely trisomy 13 or trisomy 18, both of which are you either don't come to term or you lose baby soon after or trisomy 21. At that point is when they first talked to us about abortion because there was an inkling that something was very, very likely wrong in that way. Mm. They offered to do chorionic villus sampling to right then because I was right on the border of being able to do that. And we didn't feel like we wanted to do that because of the risk of miscarriage from that. Based on the initial test results, they were told to have an amniocentesis, but opted not to because of the risk of miscarriage. Well, right at the beginning, trying to get pregnant and stuff, we knew the risks, but of course we thought, well, you know, we'll be fine. But going into it, our minds were already made up. We weren't going to change our minds about abortion or anything. So we knew the possibility and risks were there. And when we found out that there was something wrong, I really didn't know the extent of it. And um, that's when Amber, mostly Amber, decided to dive really into it and find out more about the trisomy 21, trisomy 18, you know, those types of defects. But, you know, we we just kept going. I think right at the beginning, like that day, when, because they left me in a room because they weren't ready, the doctor couldn't come in quite yet, and they kept the person there. The person who happened to be able to do the CVS testing was actually in the hospital that day. They kept that person there just in case. And it was probably, I don't know, the whole process was probably about four hours between the time that I they first found the problem and I talked to the doctor and I waited for the genetic counselor and waited him for him to get to the hospital. They told me to call him because decisions needed to be made. And I... I understand this was very stressful. Tell me how you felt. I think I was so freaked out <laughs> by the whole thought of it. I It was almost like I couldn't even hear. You know, when she left to get the doctor, I knew something was wrong, but they had just shown me fingers and toes and everything for the first time. And I was so relieved. I was like, oh, baby's fine. We didn't know he was a he at that time, but I felt I was feeling so good. And then I knew that something was wrong. And it was almost like it's hard to explain, but it's somebody's talking to you and you can't here you can't process because I was so I was scared and I was worried and when Justin got there and we met with the genetic counselor 
I think you actually left to throw up in the bathroom, right? Uh, yeah. Amber's situation was different for many women. She has MS. I have MS and I was thinking, how am I going to take care of this kid, you know? But we didn't really know. We'd never grown up with anybody with Down syndrome. We didn't have any friends. We didn't have, we didn't know. And we were scared half to death. Amber's thoughts turned to her other children. And I remember leaving the hospital that evening. It was about 6.30 when we finally got everything settled and left. And I remember turning to him as we were waiting for the valet and saying, will they love him? Because I was worried about the older kids wondering if they would still be excited, if they would still feel that connection to him. And it was scary to me, but that was one of my first thoughts is, are are they gonna love him in our family? I wasn't worried about aunts and uncles and grandparents and all that kind of thing, because I knew. But I thought these kids, how are they gonna, they're so excited. Are they still gonna love him? Tell me your reaction to the news, Justin. I did have a stress reaction. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I do I do remember that. I was shocked. But again, I wasn't shocked because I was expecting something. But again, Amber said that we really, I didn't know anybody. I've seen people with Down syndrome, yes, but really no connection to anyone, family, anybody. So it was an unknown for me not knowing how beautiful it is, but it was very scary because I was afraid, and this is why I was afraid at the beginning, because Amber has MS, and so it was a high-risk pregnancy to begin with. And then when we do finally get pregnant, it was kind of a once, you know, it's, it's a one-shot thing that we're trying to do. And when it does take and we're successful, and then you know later on we find out, I'm more nervous now for the love of my life. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, this is going to cause stress, and I think that's what my reaction was. Now that I'm dealing with something an unknown, but then also that my wife is now struggling, and again the thoughts of having our children, because she did. I remember sitting there talking to her and. Yes, our kids will love him, but again, it was it was the unknown. You know, it was just something positive thinking, but more nervous. I mean, I was I was nervous and not knowing exactly what to expect. Well, and all they tell you, like honestly, all they tell you, genetic counselor, the doctor, everybody we talked to that day, is all of the negative things. What did the doctors and genetic counselors tell you? They tell you how bad their IQ is going to be. They tell you basically kind of what a burden and what an unknown and what a, a negative thing that it could be. There's no positivity other than to say, but you never know. There's no way to know. I do. I agree with that. I don't know if it's total negativity. I think it's just facts. Neutral. Neutral. Yeah. But you're right that there are really, they spent almost all the time on how much of a burden it is instead of... And they can have all the health problems yeah. and all the, but instead you know, of how all the scary stuff. And wonderful it can be. So how did the other kids take the news? 
that's probably the hardest thing for me to talk about. They are probably the biggest, most wonderful thing that could have happened that helped me especially process through because every single thing that I thought of as a negative, my older kids somehow turned into a positive. It didn't matter what it was. One night, my daughter, she was 12 at the time, and she was wanting to know what he was gonna be like. And we were talking through some of the challenges that might come as far as motor skills and walking. And she said, well, then we'll just have to, we'll just have to help him. It's not a big deal, you know? And then I said, well, he's gonna, you know, it might be a, a thing where he's not gonna necessarily grow up all the way. He's gonna grow and then there's gonna come a point where he he kind of will, he'll still learn and do different things, but he may not. Um, I was trying to figure out how do I explain this to a 12 year old so that she understands, right? And that it's not scary. And she kind of got this screwed up look on her face and she goes, so what you're telling me is he's gonna be a boy trapped in a man's body. She did, she did say that. <laughs> and I, yeah, actually that is kind of what I'm saying. And she was like, why didn't you just say so? And then she paused for quite a while and that worried me, that scared me. And I was not knowing exactly what was going on. And then she just got this huge smile on her face. And she said, that is awesome. <laughs> and I said, why? Why is that awesome? And she said, because he'll always be fun. He'll always be fun. And I just, and there were so many moments that were like that, that they just had a way of flipping things just upside down. They see what's there instead of all the extra what ifs and this and that and the other. They don't go beyond. And it was a huge blessing to me, those older kids. And they were so protective of him that we couldn't even talk about having heart problems. We couldn't, I mean, he had heart problems. He had issues and we couldn't even talk about that because my daughter would just say, there is nothing wrong with my baby. Don't you dare say there's anything wrong with my baby. And they're like that to now. What were your thoughts, Justin? I'll share a couple of things. One is how we told them um, that he was gonna have Down syndrome. And I remember we did this as a family. We got together and sat down and told the children about him and, and a little bit about the Down syndrome so they knew. And what I found interesting is along with that is it was so fun because Morgan did take a liking to trying to understand Down syndrome. What is it about? She knows there's a certain look and she studied that much like Amber does. And I remember when we would go out to places, the kids were picking them out left and right. Hey, you have Down syndrome? Oh, hey, do they have Down syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, and they would point them out and then Morgan would actually kind of push us to go and talk to the family. We were at the mall and there was a cute little baby. It was like a year old. <laughs> yeah, a year old baby and she, dad, hey, they got Down syndrome, go go talk to them. So we would go and talk to them and tell them that, that you we, know, were, we were expecting and got to know them a little bit. And I don't think we've ever seen them since, but it was just fun to see how they became part of that and how it was kind of a new thing for him. You know, Wyatt, I think he was just cool with anything. He just 
yay, I'm getting a brother. You know, I don't really care, and but I don't think he really understood, you know, the implications that you know, he was eight. You have a fun story about your son being concerned who Phineas would look like. The one thing that Wyatt was really concerned about is he wanted a twin so that I couldn't tell the difference between the two. <laughs> and there was eight years between the two. But he was really concerned when he started looking at all the pictures that he would have a brother that didn't look like him. He was really tense about that, really, really worried about that. So we had to explain, well, he might not look, you know, he's gonna look like a lot of other kids that have Down syndrome, but he looks like Wyatt. You look at baby pictures and you look at pictures of Justin and even in my ultrasounds, my 3D ones, I would send them to the girls at work and they would say, he looks just like Justin, you know? And he, he looks more like us than we ever thought he would. And Wyatt loves that. Yep. He loves it when people tell him that yep. Finn looks like him. Yeah, he did. Loves it. Fun stuff. What's the hardest part of all of this? Maybe um, that's the hardest. I don't know, because I, I think so much of it, you come, at least for us anyway, we have come to see as a, as a blessing, I guess. So it's kind of hard to say what we think is hard. One of the things that is hard for me is I do, I worry about how people will see him in the future. You know, when he's not, he's a super cute baby and grocery shopping takes me three hours instead of 45 minutes because he has to talk to everybody and everybody has to see him and talk to him. He's very sociable. He's really social. But I wonder as he gets older, if people will have that same reaction to him. I worry about how the world will be with him and that's still hard for me sometimes, the what ifs there. I don't know if this was hard, but this was very shocking to me is, yeah, he had some health problems. He had open heart surgery. And I think maybe the doctors or people, I don't know, could have better prepared me for how they look after open heart surgery. Remember I told, hard. I just, I walked in there after they were done and I, I went, holy crap. I don't, I don't recognize my boy, you know, that was pretty hard, but I don't know. I sit here and think of anything other than that that has been hard. How do your lives compare with others? Our lives are not like everyone else. Our quote unquote normal is different than a lot of people. We have a lot of therapy. I, I'm a lot busier than probably most moms. He just does now. He did for about oh, the first he, seven months, but he had a respiratory virus. Bronchiolitis. So he's back on. So we're we're familiar. It's just yeah. stuff that came back. But yeah. Normally doesn't oh yeah, anything. normally. Not now. What are the joys that you have experienced? Oh boy, do I love that. There's so many. Um, <laughs> that kid brings more. It He makes me feel so good as a dad. It's a joy you can't, I can't explain it. And even when I was sharing for Christmas, Amber got me a little calendar that I have on my desk at work and has pictures and just when you show people that and they just look at him and they just go, he is just beautiful. I can't explain it. I don't know, but they just are drawn to him. And that is the biggest joy I have is just how we can take him. And he is just, 
He can do absolutely nothing and he is the biggest spotlight around. People are drawn to him and he just, he loves it. He loves it. He's just he is sunshine. so joyful. He's yep. just sunshine. He just has a presence. I don't know how to explain it exactly, but he's he's just amazing. Yep, and he is. He, he just loves everybody and, and he... That's it. Hey, that's, it's it, hard it, to explain. He makes you just want love. to be happy. I mean, yeah. he's just... You can't help it. You want to bring him and he's just like, oh my gosh. He just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he makes just, me happy. And I think, but, too, you find a lot of joy in his accomplishments because you know that things don't come as easily to him as they do to, quote unquote, typical children. You know that everything he does is harder. Rolling over, sitting up, walking, talking, every little milestone, crawling. You work so hard and you work so hard. He works so hard and you see him master something and there's this huge excitement for everybody. It's a straight up celebration in this house when anything happens, anything new happens. You know, he learns to clap, he learns to crawl, he learns to walk. It's just amazing and the kids just If we ever go to school, they just grab him and they take him to show their friends what's going on because it's so exciting. And so I think there's a lot of joy in that, in watching the things that he does as well, because he's tough. My daughter wrote an essay for school. We didn't know until it was done, but she wrote an essay saying that he's her hero. And I think he's a tough little man. She talks about how him getting through what he needs to do, that probably most of us would just quit. It's too hard, (laughs) but he doesn't. I'm afraid to try to choose a guardian. What about the extended family? (laughs) Yeah. If if something Um, were to happen to us, because I'm afraid that there would be fights for him. Well, I think both of our families both regard him as a special gift and just adore him and almost want that opportunity to just be with him in his presence, to hold him and to help teach him as well. He's been something that my family, my sisters, my my little nieces and nephews have all just taken him under their wings and, and have just been in awe that he has come to our family and are grateful for the opportunity that they have to be close to him. We have one of our little nieces. They were watching him one day and I went to pick him up and she said, Amber, everybody loves your baby more than any other baby, even strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was really funny that she had, she was 11 and she pointed that out because she notices how how different he is. There's a lot of little babies in our family, a lot of little babies. And she notices how people are drawn to him. And I think for our immediate family, something that we worried would divide us has actually brought us much closer and tighter. And a lot of people say this, that it's the blessing that you never knew you needed or you never knew you wanted. And that's exactly how it's been for our family. You had some other family concerns. We worried because our two kids are from Justin's previous marriage. And we worried some about bringing another kid together into that situation going these kids need our time and our attention and it's hard having those two homes and places and we worried about the and especially when he had health problems and all the attention that he gets because of his down syndrome and it's been there couldn't have been a better a better kid for our family 
What would you share with others who find themselves pregnant with a child with Down syndrome? I think the first thing is that I would have 10 more, just like him if I could. And we would like to have another one. We don't have the genes for it, they say, but we may have to just buy one because we, and often our families do, adopt specifically kids with Down syndrome because as scary and awful as it is to begin with when you don't know, it's just because you don't know. That's all it is. You just don't know. And it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be disappointed and it's okay to grieve the loss of the life and the kid that you thought you were gonna have because your life looks different, but it's better than you thought it looked. It's harder, our life is not a normal life exactly <laughs> by everyone's standards. We have a lot of doctors, we have a lot of therapists, we have a lot of things, but man, we do it hundred times over and we wish we could. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree wholeheartedly with that. And really, I don't know if I'd say anything to, yeah, I would, but I think what first comes to my head if somebody, you know, new in, in our situation or in, you know, faces that situation, it just brings a big smile to my face because I know, I, I know the joy that they bring to our lives. And I know every situation is different, but I think if we were to get pregnant again, I would hope for that. And if it did happen, I would be the biggest smile on my face just because it is, it, it's such a joy to have him. It is, it is just pure joy. I yep. would agree with that. I was just thinking about is when you asked about the joy, Phineas brings out the best in people. That just brought that to mind that he is able to draw out the best. Yeah. I'm sure at some point he'll probably draw out the worst of some people too, but <laughs> you know, I really think they have a special talent for that. What a great time I had visiting with Amber and Justin, two wonderful people who chose not to abort Phineas despite the recommendations of medical professionals, and who are seeing the positive impact Phineas had and is having on them, their family, and those around them.